Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Steadfast and Loyal program. You know, as I travel around the country, I have many great friends, but there is no person better, truthfully, uh, than my dear friend Stan Casasio up there in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, just a small community just north of uh, Philadelphia. I enjoy going up there with him. I enjoy being with him and his lovely wife and all of the people. And so I thought that, you know, Pennsylvania is such a critical state. Let's have Stan Casasio on. Stan has been the chairman, is the chairman of the Phyllis Slafly Eagles of Pennsylvania. He's a member of the White Marsh Township Zoning Board and acted as the chairman and the vice chairman. And he also hosts a radio program called Don't Back Down. That show is on from 1 to 3 Eastern PM, WWDB AM 860 on Wednesdays up there in that area. Stan, welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal program. Hey, great. Great to see you, Alan. Uh, I hope you play that intro music because I love your intro music with, uh, was it Ryan Weaver's intro Oh, music? yeah, you'll get the intro music. I love that intro music because well, it, uh, it. it says a lot about things that are going on. Well, it, it does. And when I think about Pennsylvania, I mean, John Fetterman, I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, I, what what happened in that Senate race where no one could realize that this is a person that is really, as the drill sergeants used to say us in the military, dead from the neck up. Well, the, the biggest thing was the early voting killed us because uh, uh, so many people, well, they did a great job in getting the early voting out. And, of course, the mail-in ballots and everything else. So it's, it's there was a lot of things that the party in Pennsylvania is not doing. The establishment Republican Party, I think, is in denial. If you look at the city of Philadelphia, um, when I was a young man, it was pretty well split Republican and Democrat. And mm -hmm. there was always battles going on. But what happens is you get these uh, political leaders who are more intent on themselves and the things that they create around them, the power and the greed that goes along with politics, which we've all seen. And that was demise of the uh, Philadelphia Republican Party, the Philadelphia Republican Party. And to a degree, that's happening in Pennsylvania. It's happened in Montgomery County, um, and uh, it's it's happening in Pitts in uh, Bucks County. So there are a great number of people that I met in Pennsylvania who are extremely frustrated. The other day I was playing golf, and after we got done golf, uh, one of my dear friends sat down to me and he and he says, looks at me with almost like tears in his eyes. He says, "Stan, what are we going to do with our country?" And he was looking for me for the answer, and I said, "The only thing we can do." is we have to do something every day. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Gorka talks about that. Do something. Do something more than talk about it. Uh, make an attempt to get the, your message out. And that's what we do with the Don't Back Down show. I like, first off, I enjoy your steadfast 
uh, series that you do. It's really interesting to meet a lot of great people that are committed to this country. Um, I don't know if you read this, and this is really important what I want to bring out. I don't know if you saw this, but we've got these mass mandates coming about. Yes, I now, talked about my monologue. Pennsylvania can rise up against them. Now, I don't know if you read this. There's a judge in Germany like two years ago overruled the government uh, in mass mandates for children because parents came in and testified in this court that the kids were getting nauseous. They were getting sick and dizzy. Yeah. He overruled he overruled the government. You know, the government put him in jail. They indicted him and they put him in jail because you're not allowed to go against the government. So this is happening all over the world. It, it's almost like I, I talked to someone the other day and, and you know, I I'm not I mean, I'm religious. I believe in God, but I'm not, you know, a, an ultra liberal, an ultra uh, religious person. But in the Old Testament, they talk about the Tower of Babel. Yep. I believe today we are actually looking at the 22nd century version of the Tower of Babel. We've got these elitist global globalists who are out to control everybody and build this tower to supposedly utopia, which we know can't exist. And it's all going to collapse very terribly if we don't, as Americans, stand up. And only America can stand up against this. We're the only country capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. So everybody has to take charge here, and we have to stand up. We have to demand from... Look, I have an R after my name, and you have an R after your name, but we are common-sense, conservative, practical people. We want to do more of what works and less of what doesn't work. Uh, you know, the, when when you look at uh, one of the things I talk about is at the county level, we need to do more at the county level because, you know, interestingly enough, when you look at Pennsylvania, like many states out there, Pennsylvania the real true blue of Pennsylvania is Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Uh, I think someone has said that Pennsylvania is, uh, you know, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia with Alabama in between. So how do we tap into that in between? I think that we were successful in 2016, but how can we come back and resurrect that? And how do you think at the county level we can start, you know, having processes and procedures for elections that don't allow these unsolicited mail-in ballots to just be all over the place? Well, it takes leadership at the local level to stand up against this. You know, in Bucks County, uh, they have a right for Bucks group, which are, they're members of the Republican Party. They are uh, conservative, common sense people, very uh, moral. They, they really stand up for the dreams of America. And they've actually have a lawsuit against the party officials who have basically rigged the system against anybody who wants to come in and only those people they endorse get endorsed. And this is something you find all over the place in a lot of the, the, the counties, in Montgomery County especially too, uh, you get these rubber stamp things. So if you wanna change it at the county level, we all have to stand up and just put our own candidates up, which I'm doing uh, myself. This is why I'm supporting Mark Halka. You have interviewed, great guy, very intelligent, very true American. Um, you know, he had the knock at his door and 30 people show mm -hmm. up with guns pointed at him. And that's that's chilling that that happens here. But just like that judge goes uh, gets thrown in jail for for overruling the government, just like if could you imagine 18 lawyers being indicted for for uh, Rico violations? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, 
It, it is amazing to me that all of a sudden, I mean, you got the Biden crime family, you got the Clinton Global Initiative, which is a, another crime family. But all of a sudden, what they're trying to say is that when Republicans do what Democrats normally do and question an election, which we saw in 2004, 2008, 2016, uh, we're going to say it's a conspiracy and we're going to indict you. Uh, this is a very dangerous period, but let's talk about the, the urban centers, the inner cities. Because like I said, you're out there in the suburb. What issues do you think can help conservatives, Republicans, however you wish, uh, to really get inroads into these urban communities? Because I think that's where you see the greatest amount of failure of the left's policies. There's three things that we could do Okay, uh, that I think are, first off, we have to go into these communities, and I know I've spoken inside Philadelphia and everything else like that. We have to talk about uh, the crime. Crime affects everybody. It, it's not something that's isolated. So we have to reach out and protect our citizens. Our citizens need to know they can walk down the street. That's number one. Number two is school choices. Philadelphia and the ongoing, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Eisenhower talked about the military industrial complex where mm -hmm. there is clearly an educational industrial complex that doesn't care anything about the kids from the teachers union on down, even the administration, they're more interested in their salaries. So in Philadelphia, you, I think you have a $1 billion budget there and the kids aren't being educated at all. So we must have complete, we must have school choice. Candidates that advocate school choice must be the ones that take the lead on this. And we need to support those people. And there's people in Philadelphia that we can get uh, that may be Democrats because they have to be, but they are for school choice. School choice is the other thing. And the and the third thing, here's the big thing. Right now, we have government putting senior citizens out of their home. How do they mm. do that? They keep on raising the property taxes. Yes. School taxes are through the roof. Do you know how many people, and you know Diane sells real estate. I've actually been at settlement where senior citizens are crying. They did not want to leave their house, but they're on fixed income and they can't afford the school taxes are literally. And they haven't had kids in school for 50 years and they're paying school taxes. Somebody needs to direct some kind of action for the senior citizens so they can stay in their home, take care of themselves. They don't have to be in nursing homes and everything else like that in these senior living places. That is a big issue that I think those three things candidates make inroads and we need to direct our party officials our party leaders to take charge of this stuff and to be advocates for the senior citizens for school choice and for and for elimination of crime the other thing that's really bugs the heck out of me is we need to speak clearer now we know you know the border better than anybody because you've been down there but does anybody ever contemplate what the effect of open borders has on our environment do you realize yeah. bring 22 million people into this country? I sit on a zoning hearing board. People complain about the density. They don't want apartments. But where are 22 million people going to live, for God's sake? They got to put them somewhere. So you can't be, you know, feel good. We got to have open borders. There's a consequence to that. To yeah, and the, and the people in New York are starting to see the consequence to that. When all of a sudden, you know, I, I think it's Russell Island up there where, you know, the kids and their playgrounds and their fields where they do soccer and whatever, now you've got tents. 
for illegal immigrants going on. So where are the kids going to play? What are the kids going to do? And on top of that, when you talk about crime, now all of a sudden you're bringing in these single military aged males. We don't know their backgrounds. We don't know their criminal records, but they're going to be roaming the streets in these respective neighborhoods. And then, of course, on top of that, you've got to uh, get the illegal immigrant children into the schools, and that's going to affect the level of competence that we can instruct all the students because many of these students are coming. They don't have English as a first language. So the how does that already affect our students that are falling behind because of the year, year and a half of shutdown because of COVID? Why do you think it's so hard? Because you've been a, a party chairman. I've been a state chairman. Why do you think it's so hard for the Republican Party, big Republican Party, you know, the apparatus Republican Party, to articulate these issues and to go on offense when all of these things are on our side, why don't we see them in the inner cities running ads? Why don't we see them putting up billboards, having town hall meetings on these issues like school choice, which we know the left can't talk about because the teachers unions will kneecap them? Well, you know, you know this but also, but for me doing it, and, and I hate to say this, but I've been doing it for about 50 years. There is this group of in, insiders in in the Republican organization, they never go against the uh, the executive parts of the of the party. Mm -hmm. In fact, I've kind of always been somewhat of a rebel in the Republican Party. Even though yes, you have everything, and I've run against uh, I've 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 challenged party leadership and stuff yeah. like that. And I won't even tell you how those those things get rigged. I don't know how we can clean up our elections. We can't even have a non rigged election inside the Republican Party <laughs> for the most part. They ask the people in Bucks County. Uh, but there's people that for some reason, these old timers, they keep on blaming us, the people that are on the outside trying to say, open your eyes, let's think out of the box, let's create something new, let's talk mm -hmm. about these issues. We're the rebel rousers, we got to be shut up, we've got to be put down, they make stories up about you. You know, I've got so many stab rooms in my back. Uh, over the years yeah. that, uh, you know, I don't even take my shirt off anymore because the scars are so bad. But this is what happens. They can't even get out of the way. And yet the definition of insanity is so well and alive in some of these Republican organizations. You know, I got to tell you, I sit there with popcorn. When Je when McConnell comes up on the TV, I start throwing popcorn at the TV because, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about the judge that's ruling on on on. Uh, on Trump's case is the daughter of a Marxist from Jamaica. She's a known Marxist. How does somebody like that get approved as a judge who has no contemplation of the uh, of of our uh, constitution, has no understanding of of the right to debate and everything else like that? I blame McConnell. I blame this establishment Republican Party for their weakness and not standing up and talking about that. And that starts at a local level. Yeah. So we need more people committed to speaking up at the local level in those issues. So well, that's go ahead, finish your thought. So, uh, so my point being is if people want to react, let's challenge our local leadership. Let's call them out for what they are. Don't be afraid of it. If you want to be involved, sign up, do something. Let's change the Republican party into a common sense party that wants to create something new that wants to think out of the box. Cause clearly doing the same thing all the time is, 
is not getting us anywhere. Well, it's Except- easy to see that the Democrat Party, because, you know, when I was in Congress in 2011, you had conservative blue dog Democrats. Obviously, someone in the Democrat Party said, it's time to get rid of these people. We're going far left, progressive, socialist, Marxist, crazy, woke. And that's what we have now. And so I do think that it is a time within the Republican Party to look at principles, to look at you know policies, and start engaging people that we normally don't engage. I mean, look at the Asian American community. They come out and they bring the lawsuit against you know, affirmative action with the case in, in Harvard, I believe, in the University of North Carolina. And what ends up happening when the Supreme Court says that, yeah, you know, you can't be out there, you know, discriminating against people because of their race uh, so that you can enable another race, which to me is the soft bigotry of low expectations, saying that I can't achieve something because of my skin. And, and now we got the left going after Asian-Americans. So I just see it as an incredible time when people always say about we need, to, we need to be the party of the big tent, well, it's not just about grabbing all the cats and dogs and, and all the circus animals. It's about going out there and saying, this is why you should come under this tent. This, these are the policies and these are the principles and these are the values. I mean, the, the, the fatherlessness that you see in the inner cities, that comes from policies of the left, but most people don't know that. Planned Parenthood. Founded by a white supremacist and the racist. But most people don't know that in the inner city because we're not talking about it. So wh- do you have a plan? I know that you're doing a great job with your radio show. But do you have a plan by which we can get more engagement? Because I don't say outreach. More engagement in these urban communities and even some of the suburban communities as well. Well, you know, we do, um, we do these uh, streaming ads mm-hmm. on, uh, on 990. And we talk about the issues. We talk about it in a way that we want people to debate those issues. We talk about open borders. We talk about school choice. We talk about gender identity. We talk about these things. And we want to speak about that. We shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. Look, you know, we should enjoy the pot of, of human conflict and, 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 and the ideas that we debate and do things. Humans been doing that for a while, but where we are today as human beings is because we did have these debates. We were never happy. The, the, you know, the, the diversity of our of our world is what leads us where we are today. So we need to go out there and challenge us by doing these little things. Support people like the Phyllis Schlafly organization. Support that are doing things. People that don't do anything don't support. Support mm-hmm. those people. Support those candidates that uh, there's a candidate that uh, I forget his name now. I think he's in Virginia. He's a military officer. Oh, Hung Cow. I think that's his name. Hung Cow. And he has that ad, knock on the door. Yeah. And let me tell you something. That knock on the door is a signal of tyranny, and it happens in our local community. Just think about this. From the diary of Anne Frank, if those people are listening, the diary, if anybody hasn't, read the diary, you, diary of Anne Frank, who was a child during uh, during the... Uh, the World War II, and had to hide in the house, to uh, to the 12 um, people that were murdered in the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh not too long ago, mm-hmm. to the bombs, to the sirens that go off in Israel, and people have like 15 seconds to get to a uh, uh, get to a uh, bomb shelter. Those are those knocks on the door that we have to stop. And just like Mark Halk got the knock on the door, look at how many people are getting the knock on the door who are opposing 
anything that this government does. Uh, the lawyers that are defending Trump, uh, myself, I'm you know I'm surprised I haven't been picked on yet, to be quite frank with you. But I guess I'm pretty low on the totem pole. They might eventually get around to me. Uh, by then, it might be too late. Who knows? Uh, because I'm <laughs> not as young as I. But they did go after Roger Stone. Yeah. And, and the problem is. We need to stand up at the local level. We need to call these people out. We need to go to the commissioner's meeting or your supervisor's meeting and demand that they eliminate the mail-in ballots, demand that the voter registrations are are, are cleaned up. You know, Catherine Engelbach of True the Boat mm-hmm. talked about the, uh, uh, the the China cabinet. cabinet. So when, when the election times comes around, all of a sudden the voter rolls inflate with people and they send mail-in ballots to all these people. Yeah. And then after it's over, they put them back in there. We found some stunning data that, that proves that those voter rolls are in, inflated. And yet when I've confronted the uh, registrar, the registrar over there, she says, oh, our voter rolls are clean. And I said, they should be cleaned all the time. I, I gave her 5,000 names that, that shouldn't be on the voter rolls. And she was wondering how I got them, but I couldn't tell her how I got it, but I did get them. <laughs> all right. And uh, she said, oh, well. You can't do anything until 30 days before the election. I said, you're absolutely wrong. Title 42, you have the right to clean those voter rolls up to the date of election and an obligation to do that. So by going to commissioner meetings and demanding that, shining the light on these people uh, is real important. Uh, In Montgomery County, for example, we have a guy running, I think it's Neil, I forget his last name. He has failed in a bunch of different places to run for office. He's being supported by George Soros Group. He's running for, he has only lived in Montgomery County maybe two years. Yeah. This guy is for open borders, for everything that you say will never work. And he is going, he possibly could be a commissioner. So we have to stop that at the local level. We have to rise up and prevent this stuff from happening. Well, you know, Tip O'Neill, he was a Democrat, but he famously quote said, all politics are local. And I think that we're slow to the game, but conservatives are starting to realize city council, school boards, county commission, those are important elections. Supervisor for elections, those are important. Uh, Constitutional sheriffs, that's an important election. So those five elections really form a foundation to help us uh, to prevent a lot of the overreach and intrusive nature that we see coming down from the federal government. In our final minutes before we, uh, we say goodbye, what do you think is the critical ingredient going into the 2024 election cycle? What is the critical thing that we have to do to priority target since you and I were both in the artillery? Yeah. Definitely, uh, well, other than us getting deaf from the guns going off, but yeah, <laughs> and that, we have to be listening. Uh, the key thing is we must challenge at every level the voting registration. We need to clean those voting rolls up. We need to challenge the uh, these drop boxes and eliminate them where they can be eliminated to get more controls. We need a chain of custody that's there. We need people to make sure that they challenge these votes and everything else. Uh, look, there's a reason why 22 million people are coming in here uh, when they they're going to be on the voter registration rolls. And in fact, some cases they already are and they shouldn't be on there. So we need the challenges and we can we should never, never give up challenging it until we know that we have a pretty good system uh, of voting. So that's the key thing is the voter rolls and everything. And we clear them up. We can do that's a good bit of the battle. Uh, number one, the party officials, the, the people that run the party, 
Get off of your butt. It's not about you and it's not about what you can create and how many solicitorships you can get and how many court cases you can get and how many judgeships you can get. It's about saving America and saving the American citizen. So we need to light them up and tell them to get committed to us as individual Americans. Uh, we need to let the senior citizens know we're going to stand by them. And school choice is big as anything. School choice is, I think, one of the winning combinations from yeah. from a national level to a local level. I agree. Those, can, those candidates that talk about that and then again start telling people, if you want open borders, remember, you have to deal with that apartment house that's going to be built by your house. You're not going to be living in the suburbs anymore. You're going to be part of the city and you're going to be subject to the same thing. You're going to be subject to Nordstrom closing down, to all these all these uh, uh, businesses closing down uh, in the city. It's just unbelievable. Look at San Francisco. That's a local issue. And they keep on voting for these people. It's obvious what's going on. And yet people are so blind to it. Uh, by the way, I'll leave you with one thought, though. Yep. You all see no signs. No, uh, uh, hate, no hate lives here. That's always on a Democratic lawn. Did you ever look at the back of the sign? No. There's a disclaimers on the back of the sign. Except if you're a common sense conservative Republican <laughs> or somebody who likes school choice. Other yeah, than that, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, no so. kidding. If, if you stand against the ideological agenda of the left, uh, you will be intimidated, coerced, threatened, whatever, uh, and we're coming after you. And, and, and I just want to echo something you said. School choice is the civil rights issue of this generation. It is just that important. Stan Casaccio, where can people follow you as far as what you're doing with the uh, Phyllis Schlafly Eagles there in Pennsylvania and also your radio program? Well, it's um, Stan at Phyllis Schlafly. Uh, at, uh, Stan, it's phyllisschlafly.com. You can go to the Phyllis Schlafly website. Uh, which is the national website. We're located there, Pennsylvania, Phil Schlafly, um, Eagles, Pennsylvania, all our events there. We have a big event in Pittsburgh on the 28th. Uh, people want to be in there. We are honoring Catherine Engelbach and uh, Glenn Phillips, who actually went to jail, uh, standing up for the rights for us to have a fair elections, and they need to be honored. Uh, Mark Houck is going to be honored as a true patriot because of uh, he was basically prosecuted for standing up for his rights. Uh, and they went after him, even though he was proven innocent. By the way, they brought they brought a, a case against him in Philadelphia with Krasner. If anybody was going to convict anybody, that would have been Krasner. They yeah. threw the they threw the case out because if they looked at the video, it was the Planned Parenthood guy who was attacking him. Yeah, it was just. And then what happened? This corrupted DOJ that we have, of course, uh, made all Catholics terrorists, and he's now a, t a terrorist, and that's what happens to him. So. Uh, Phil Schlafly, uh, PennsylvaniaEagles.com, uh, we're there. Uh, you can get a hold of me at scasaccio at gmail.com. Be glad to respond to anybody here. And the Don't Back Down show, www.dbam.com, has uh, all our broadcasts. We had great interviews. In fact, I think you're on one of the interviews, too. We had yeah, you, you lowered your standards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we had a good time. Leave well, you with one thought. Martin Luther King's dream was that we would uh, judge people by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin. Yeah. Uh, and I'll add a couple of caveats to it or their position or anything else, their religion or anything else. It's the content of their character. What's in here that's important. How you treat your fellow Americans. You don't put them in jail because they disagree with you. And that's what we see today. Alan, I love Amen. you. You're doing great.
great job. Thank you, Stan. God bless you and give your dear wife my absolute best. Yeah, she need, she wrote a new workout for you. <laughs> His wife is a, is a fitness nut, and, and I think she tries to kill me. Uh, she may be in cahoots with my wife to get that insurance money. But yeah, God I bless you, so. and we'll, we'll see you soon again, Stan. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Alan. Have All a good right. one. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us for this episode of the Steadfast in Law program. Special thanks to my friend Stan Casasio there from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And as always, if you enjoy this programming, please click the like button and share it with others. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.